3: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio
1: Good Morning Football (laughs) Oh
3: my god It gets crazy on Friday the 13th Are you kidding me? What's wow. up, How you doing? Did
4: you know? No! You didn't know? No! Did, did, not, know? Know?
5: did not know. Did not know. Ah. How you doing,
4: kid? <laughs> hey. What are you doing? last day? You guys What
5: are you talking about? The schedule just came out. <laughs> We're doing the show right now, man. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, my gosh. I do what's going on. How's this show going. Get in that chair. You guys. We didn't know. Get in know.
3: that chair. didn't know. And
5: you know, mic'd <laughs> Yeah, I'm mic'd like Man, what wow. are you
3: talking about? I don't understand the big deal. Come on, man. How? Wow. Why you got shot? We didn't know. <laughs> hey, yo, the schedule release was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just give us your spoken word on the schedule release and get it over with. Let's go. <laughs> Come
4: on. I Whip want in the lights. family meeting answers. No one knew you to know about this? Not you no. swear? Two seconds. To Welcome to Good Morning Football. Schedule release. We'll get to it. We're looking for Sean O'Hara, who has been here all week, he's been here since the beginning of the show, really filling in excellently, and we can't find him. And I'm looking at them, and I go, is he not coming in? Is this a Nate Burleson show? And then in comes in Claus.
5: This isn't a Nate Burleson show. This is a Kay Adams show, no, a Good a Morning Buna Football Buna Buna show. show, a reunion show, a scheduled release show. This is going to be a
3: great show. That's exactly. What we, we have mean. to start with a note of honesty. Okay, you've already lied once. There was someone else you were thinking that might be coming onto the set that <laughs> wasn't Nate that you said.
4: Okay. Na- I mean, a couple of names roll a through my head. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia. That's right. Dermot Mulroney, if he was available. I don't know. Michael Davies, Mark Quinzel. I invited the two of them. Tim Brown is here. It's a party, and it's not just about me. It's about Nate. It's about Peter. It's about Kyle because this is an irreplaceable thing, and this is magic that right. you cannot. I don't even know how to Explain or tell people what it's like, and we're just going to party all day. And thank God for waterproof mascara. Leave, yeah. block. Leave block. Are I'm you sure. like in? No. Focus, bro.
3: <laughs> Nate's staying for one block. I bet. I bet you he leaves after the 7 a. Okay, we'll see.
4: Oh my gosh, it all makes sense with love Seltrick talking to Craig, and I heard about this. I knew it. The big schedule release, though, was last night. All 272 games of the 2022 season, and when they happen, he's been talking about this over and over again for months, and when. The genius schedule makers decided to make it all happen. Uh, we have now three hours to digest it after 11 hours since the reveal last night. Excellent work by everyone involved on NFL Network. Nate Burleson, what is the best game of the 2022 NFL years. season? I
5: know. How about the Rams and Bills? Hey,
4: you get, get right, right into it, baby. Into
5: it. Let's jump it. right into it. I thought you were going to talk Ukraine. No, nah, no, nah, nah. <laughs> We've been doing it every morning for the last few months. Right. All right, so let's do it, man. baby. We have, we have the Rams-Bills, right, which is one hell of a match. Yeah. Matt Stafford. He was brought to Los Angeles to do exactly what he did last year. That was a win a Super Bowl, <laughs> and he did that. And then what happened? They broke him off. He got paid. But on the flip side, you're looking at the Bills. And, Kyle, I know that's your team. It's not just the colors of the shirt that you're wearing. But they paid Josh Allen before he actually wins a Super yeah. Bowl. So now they are paying him for what they see is supposed to happen in the future. We know exactly what the Rams are. They're Super Bowl champions, Mm. but who are the Bills? Oh, Kyle, I saw you draft night, and you did your okay? <laughs> You're claiming that they are going to be Super Bowl oh. champions, but this game right here, this will be the deciding factor. This will show us exactly who these teams are. The Rams, will they have that Super Bowl hangover? Matt Stafford's over here doing commercials, talking about trading in the phone, and it's the perfect mm-hmm. type of situation. Wink. Wink, wink. He hits that wink. That was a good wink. I know. <laughs> but the Bills, on the flip side, you got to not just start the season off hot. But see, We've been excited about these guys in the regular season. Uh-huh. How are you going to show the rest of the league
3: that you are for real? And this is one of those games. I still think O'Hara's in the bathroom. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, he's doing his scheduled release. I, 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 oh I, 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 I still think there's something going on does Isn't here. it feel crazy that Nate's like at the <laughs> table? But it, and but Nate, I want I want the Nate. All right? Now, if, if we would have consulted beforehand, I would have told you, Rams bills, I want you to do a thing. You know, the Rams got to pay those bills. And Cooper Cup is electric. That's the electricity bill. <laughs> and they bring the heat. That's the gas bill. We're going to get into it today. I hey, want the good Nate. You got three hours. I know, baby. I um, hey, Hey, these these are my notes. These are Sean's notes. I think we should spend all three hours talking Bills Chiefs. I've tried to do it. We finally got our answer. The Buffalo Bills will play at the Kansas City Chiefs week six, and I love it. I think this is perfect. I love that it's an arrowhead. I love that— Okay, can we talk about this all week? Don't give me that week one stuff, because I want them primed and seasoned and ready don't give me week 16 because, frankly, we're worried that somebody might get injured. We want the stars out there. Week six, you have five weeks of warm-up. You keep the team together, and then you go to Arrowhead. Yes, some, someone was saying, didn't we get enough, Bills Chiefs? Haven't we had enough? A- no. I want more. Who said that? <laughs> Peter, you were saying it about the overtime rule. Didn't we get enough? <laughs> All right, so I didn't get enough that game. Mm-hmm. I didn't get enough talk about it. I'll tell you something. You know what I finally watched this week? I finally got to the Batman. Yeah. You know, the Robert Pattinson Batman? Yeah. Be like, it's so long. It's- I, I give me six hours of it. I want more. I want Pat. Really? Skull. It's not too much. There's not too many superhero movies. But, like, it was not dark. I'm not talking it's about the talented. script. Like, the, the visual. It was just so dark. I like it, man. <laughs> Sitting down in the basement, drunk off my ass, watching I, I want more. And of so that. this game is going to be dark. Dark. <laughs> and you know what, Josh Allen is vengeance. Or maybe Mahomes is like, screw you and your vengeance. I'm going to beat you again. Mm. Uh, this is the game. Week six. We got it, baby. Peter, get in here. Okay, I'm going to put
6: you on, on the spot. I what? can't even. When I'm we do angry it. runs, when we do talk, what do we always think that I always value? You most context. Context. Oh, context, yeah. Yeah. context matters. Yeah, yeah. Context. Yeah. These are all games. Week 17, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. the Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football. Are yeah. you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, the reigning AFC champion. Josh Allen, the one who thinks it's his turn. Mahomes might be watching from the sideline for all we know because his playoff fates may rely on this game here. Week 17, I knew Bills were playing the the Bengals at some point in Cincinnati. KU went last year to a huge Mm. Sunday game. Imagine Monday night, week 17 with home field advantage, with an AFC North title, with one seed implications. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow On January 2nd, 2023, that's when they're playing, and I am here for it. Week 17, the context is amazing. And, Nate, what is up with the rising gas prices? (laughs) Uh, Come
4: on.
5: Inflation.
6: (laughs) And we're talking about bills, right? Uh bills bills bills
4: it all makes sense how about this uh this text from sean o'hara at 6 a.m he was good says, this morning too last one kid let's rock the world party emoji shout
5: out to sean o'hara for, mm-hmm. for he allowing me to show. sit in this seat but he I sold this he texted me you.
4: at
3: six
6: 5. my zoom link's not working i still like believe a, you didn't oh. know. we
3: didn't know the zoom link wasn't working yeah, yeah I, it was all there in front of us but we, <laughs> but didn't, we didn't notice it but i didn't know two more
4: important matters guys week three let's, hey, let's go schedule release happened last night about a Eleven hours ago, we are. Things feel right here at the table, and so does this matchup. Let's take a look at it. It's the late window on Fox. Packers, Bucks. Is this the final? You know, is this the final time four, three or four of us together? Clearly not. Mm, Clearly, yeah, this, right. this, this happens every now and then, which I right. love. Uh, is this the last time that we see these two, Brady versus Rodgers? Right, it's uh, two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. A combined seven MVPs. It's a rare. Rivalry, which is what I like about it, right? Take a look at this, guys. Fifth meeting ever. They don't face each other too often. Brady's gotten the better of Aaron, winning three of them, including the NFC Championship game, which was back in 2020. So I think it'll be something special, just like this, is to me. Here you
5: guys go. This is going to be the last time we see this, though, right? I mean, we got the news about Tom Brady making their, was it, three... Three hundred
3: and ninety billion. What's your,
4: <laughs> what's your take on yeah. that? I'm gonna cry like eighteen times. I'm sorry. Continue.
3: Take on what? Tom Brady leaving. I literally said i want to talk about Tom Brady leaving. i don't <laughs> want to talk about Kay Adams
5: leaving. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's well, celebrate I am, today. I
4: am. Uh, I am. I inked a ten-year, oh. seventy-seven bajillion-dollar deal nice. to uh, to bring Tom Brady avocado ice cream in the third quarter <laughs> no, no. of games that he calls, and that's that's where I'm going, guys.
3: You just said the word avocado. That brings to mind uh, at one point Kay ate an avocado with on. the rind on it, like, like an apple a bite out of it like it was an apple without peeling it, it and played it off still like what that's a big deal that's the kind of the thing we're going to get into today
4: <laughs> my dentist bought a house um, <laughs> in <laughs> Nantucket based off of that that's moment right. a very special good morning football loving the Twitter love for our show thank you guys so much this is such a special place what Raj is saying epic nostalgic take a hike schedule release sit down and enjoy and last one for now guys keep them coming Pat's fan Kev, uh, Kev saying 18 for one last ride love to see clearly it's not one last ride Guys, <laughs> anything here today yeah, Peter yeah. Yeah, Mm -mm. we
5: could
6: do this whenever. Super Bowls, drafts. We could do this. We
5: can do it
4: together. We can make it happen.
5: Hey, I'm with it. On I'm with you. Let's do it.
4: Nate is back. So time for a little whiteboard Friday. Is there a head coach, Peter, uh, on a new team that you are anticipating the most? And let's maybe go with something that swims out of the water. Is yeah. that what you're doing?
6: I'm going with my man, Mike Mack. And Nate, we haven't even gotten your impressions on Mike McDaniel, who you used to play That's right. for when he was in Cleveland oh, yeah. with you. And Let's take a listen to All just right. how unique Mike McDaniel can be in an interview situation. <laughs> Thank you so much for Joining our show, especially at this early hour, and good luck to everything you're going to be doing with the Miami Dolphins. Thank you, guys. It's my pleasure. I bet my mom and wife are so pumped. Wendy Williams doesn't get recorded no. because of Good Morning That's Football it. off the DVR. Yeah. So um, sorry, Wendy. I appreciate that. He's a he's a funny guy. An he's interesting. That's an NFL head coach. That's his cadence and how he speaks. Not only off camera, on camera with the team. Fascinating to see. He is a Yale graduate who has been under the Shanahan wing forever. And that week one game, they have so much talent on the field and he's such an offensive genius. I'm so curious to see what that offense looks like when the Dolphins finally take the field after an offseason full of hype and big acquisitions like Tyreek Hill. That's gotta be the clubhouse leader
3: McDaniel. You know, I'm gonna throw this one up. Daniel Hackett, the Denver Broncos new head coach. Not only because he's interesting and also kooky in his own way and also, you know, shares a last name with a famous comedian. Like there's all kinds of things going on. The schedule drops. schedule schedule's absurd. The first game is at Seattle. Like, there's no soft roll in, get used to Russ. Massive media attention. Tons of questions about Russ returning to Seattle. And I don't know if you guys have taken a peek at this. I'll preach on it later. When your team schedule comes out, never mind the first month, look at the last month. That's the important one. And, oh, my God, the Broncos' schedule down the stretch is unbelievably difficult and challenging. So, as we love Hackett because he once was a teacher of a hip-hop dance class, he's going to have to show us some moves down the final stretch, my man. Nate, Nate, remember you and I used to do, what do you call it, the flow? We used to joke about Mr. Rogers in an episode where he did this. What's that called? I don't know what that's called, <laughs> so is that Like a little break move? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'll look it up in the Urban Dictionary. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry,
5: Nate. Here's he the thing. For me, I'm, I wanted to go with a guy that we love. Hasn't been on the scene in a minute as a head coach, but definitely a guy that we respect and bringing a certain sense of discipline to the squad that he's with. I'm going with Doug Peterson. We know that the Jacksonville Jags, they haven't had primetime games like everybody else. You look over the last couple of decades, they have been struggling. I think it's like 14 years since they've been on Sunday night, 7 years or 11 years since they've been on Monday night. That's a squad that is desperate to have some big time games in big time moments. Doug Peterson, who is he facing week one? Carson Wentz, a guy that he helped exalt as the Eagles quarterback. And then a guy he also benched as the Eagles quarterback. So, all of a sudden, you have these storylines that we're falling in love with week one. So, for me, I love the fact that Doug Peterson is going to help try to fix a toxic situation that the Jacksonville Jaguars situation was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I haven't been this excited about Doug since. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. My favorite Nickelodeon Here. show back in the day. Doug. That's right. Speaking of Nickelodeon, Christmas Day. Hey now. the Rams. right. Are you doing it? Yeah, I'll be there.
1: I love it, baby.
4: Jimmy, with your thoughts here on the whiteboard, Friday. I think maybe the first ever. Now there were a handful of rookies, guys, last season that left us all wanting more. Is there a second-year player matchup that intrigues you the most, Peter?
6: I want to see Mac Jones and Zach Wilson again because last year was very lopsided, and Mac and Belichick after beating Zach and Sala, they had some like jokes at the end. I don't know if you guys remember. They were like cracking jokes on the sideline, and it was like, oh, Belichick looks jovial. You better believe Sala and Zach Wilson and those Jets players were watching this. Belichick doesn't giggle. Mac Jones shouldn't be rollicking in laughter. This was after them blowing out the Jets. Week 8 they go at it again. The Jets are much improved. I don't know if the Patriots are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's calling the plays and I know Josh McDaniels isn't in Mac Jones's ear. So the Mac and Zach show part 2.
3: Let's we need go. a season from Zach Wilson. We need it so badly. We, we need it. We and need we it. need a season from one of these. I-, I love this. Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. It's both in their second year. Both incredibly talented guys that I, I don't know what's coming. I have no idea. And this is also really early, really early in the schedule. Oftener, Bears, Niners. Niners, huge expectations. Bears, okay, we've talked about the Bears for like three weeks, and we were like, we all, I know. The, the cats got our tongue every time they come up. There's mm. nothing. Even Bears fans just don't have a foothold. I keep using that term. But what is Iberflus? What is Fields? We don't know. We're going to find out fast because I don't care who the quarterback is for the Niners. They will tune you up if you are mm. not ready to play. And the Lance thing is, like, we still don't even want to say that it's his job. We still are not sure Jimmy's not going to be on the team. Lance versus Fields, let's settle this early on. No waiting.
4: Peter's really trying with Mooney, though. A lot of Mooney Uh, out of you. I've been pushing
6: Darnell Mooney hard this asked him. He's got to be the number one.
4: I hear he's great.
3: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they just signed that right receiver who used to be on the Niners. Um, Pettis. P- Dante Pettis. Pettis. He's a bear now. Yeah. yeah, Dante Pettis. That's All it. All right, so we talked about these
5: late-season games, and we hope that this game will have some type of significance, and it could for a couple of reasons. One, these squads could be good last mm-hmm. year. We've seen quick turnarounds before, but also because we see two guys that are going to be facing each other for Let's quite some it. time and that are forever linked, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. That's it. All right, and they both... Both individuals got some help, whether that was in free agency or the draft. So all of a sudden, these guys have more weapons that are surrounding them. And on top of that, I get it. The records between these guys, it's terrible. I'm not even going to read it out to you, but it's just terrible. But their gameplay has improved. Week 16. Week 16. Late season matchup. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. I do feel like this game is
3: going to be exciting. I hope it's exciting. You know for I the sake, the future of football. Anybody watching that game? Jets-Jags? Is that going to be a game? Like, I hope it is. But week 16, I hear Jets-Jags, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I, I know. And, and I hear you on that. But then on the flip side, you have these two guys, because we're going to watch it for the
5: arguments. The water cooler talk. Of course. Mm-hmm. Who's better? These guys are forever linked. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is pretty good, but Zach Wilson is coming along. So let's see, because we saw some really good stuff from Zach Wilson at the end of the Nate season.
4: Nate just said water cooler, and it just really brought me oh, back. Man. Uh, we have more fun with Nate. We've got memories. We've got more schedule <laughs> release. We'll give our favorites.
5: Oh, man. Nate, Slap around Peter and Nate. I don't know. For time? I,
4: I want Kyle, so you have to have uh, Nate. <laughs>
0: I was stressed out when I was reading. You go into your shower feeling tired.
4: Our next guests have everything you need to know about all 272 games of the 2022 season. They make the schedule. Really? A grueling labor of love, I'm sure. Please welcome back to the table, VP of NFL Broadcast Planning, Mike North, and NFL Director of Broadcasting, Charlotte
6: Carey. You, Charlie. Let's go. Yeah.
4: Annual tradition.
3: Yeah.
7: Annual tradition. You
4: guys feel good? Is it like Now, yeah? Getting there.
7: Yeah.
5: Okay. I saw you guys a few days ago. You seem a little less
8: stressed right now. (laughs) It's the best and worst day of the year. <laughs> uh, it really is. We've been at this 14 weeks. Nobody's happy. I Nobody's too unhappy. We're un- happy? Nobody's too unhappy. Okay, well, that's... So that's, a, that's a pretty good sign. You know, the clubs all got their schedules first, mm-hmm. and as we said to you, you know, when we talked to, on CBS this morning, it was emotional, a little visceral, that mm-hmm. first schedule. You know, when do we have to go to Lambo When's our yeah. buy? What's our primetime games? Now, it's calmed down for a day or two, and now everybody's really starting to look at it, and they're really starting to digest it. So, we're getting some texts. We're getting okay. some emails. Hey, mm-hmm. did you know? Did you realize? Yeah. Why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? And then we We met with all the network partners yesterday, and every single one of them, similar reaction. They got their schedules, just their schedules, first. So they looked at their schedules, and they're like, hey, this is great. And then later on, on your show, when the whole thing came out, they said, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Why did they get that one? We would have liked to have that one. So uh, a bit of a balancing act, but uh, so far, so good. Pretty good. Charlotte,
4: it's a grueling process. I thought he was going to say, we wait a couple days and we start doing the next one. Is that true? How long did you wait and give yourself a break, hopefully a vacation, to kick off 2023? Oh, uh, you're going to give her a panic attack. <laughs> oh, my <yeah>. God. <laughs> I'd love to know how many versions of the schedule you guys went through before mm-hmm. you got the final one.
7: Honestly, we, we definitely start planning over the course of the summer for next year, especially we have new packages, new TV packages next year, where things are going to be totally different. Everything's wow. going to be on conference. We'll have some new windows. So it's going to be a totally different animal next year. But we can't really get started until after the regular season because the matchups aren't determined, some of the standing space until the regular season actually ends. So this summer will be interesting. There will definitely be a lot of planning with the new packages coming up. But this year in particular, I think we got through, what, Mike, like 119,000 finished playable schedules (laughs) that we put eyes on every single one of those. Some of them are pretty quick of, oh, nope, we got to throw this one out for that one game in that spot. That's absolutely not going to happen. And a lot of them we're actually doing deep dives on. So Mm. it's a pretty ridiculous process Mm -hmm. at the end of the day.
3: Week one kickoff. Rams Bills, September 8th. <laughs> you guys make an album. Track one, it, it gotta be a banger, all right? You That's got the track? Super you got you gotta come out of the gates. Mm. You had the Rams Super Bowl champs. What went in, Mike, to choosing, of all the other 31 teams, the Bills? Why why the Bills?
8: Yeah, truth is, we had a lot of good options for kickoff this year. There are years when the Super Bowl champs are known, and then you look at their eight home opponents, now nine maybe, and you're like, that's the one. And there are years where we might lock that one in very early in the process, and wherever we go from there, we go. This year was different. You could have done Buffalo. You could have done Denver. You could have done the Raiders. You could have done Dallas again. You could have done San Fran. They played three great games last Mm -hmm. year, the Niners and the Rams. Any one of those would have worked. So at some point in the process, we went down each one of those paths. What does the schedule look like if we open with this? What does the schedule look like if we open with that? And whatever you do with this game means you can't do it the same thing with that game for somebody else. Right. So, all right, if they get Buff Rams, then they're going to get Tampa Rams. Right. And if they get Tampa Rams, then they're going to get Green Bay Rams. And okay. around and around you go just trying to figure out how to hopefully satisfy everybody. But once Buffalo Rams kind of settled into that leadoff spot... Yeah. We felt great about it. Yeah, we did I too. I feel
6: like you two could be working for NASA or you could be doing <laughs> anything you want in the government and yet you love making the NFL schedule and we love having you both on. You're both brilliant and the Bills and the Chiefs game was the greatest game I've ever seen in my life and we came in the next morning. We did a montage of it yesterday saying how incredible it was. Week six in an early window? What are we talking about? A <laughs> game. Why is that not on Monday night, Sunday night? What are we talking
8: about? Yeah, it sort of <laughs> Comes down to, like we just said here, with if you put the Bills Rams game on kickoff, then that's on NBC. So, what's the good Rams game for CBS? What's the good Rams game for Fox? Same thing with this one Buffalo, Kansas City. You could have put it on Sunday night, you could have put it on Monday night, you could have put it on Thursday night. We decided to put it in the Sunday afternoon package 425 window on CBS. Gonna probably be their most watched game of the season. Has to be. And you kind of put it in a part of the season where it's not too early but it's not too late. None of us know anything in this league, right? You hope everybody's still in playoff contention. You hope everybody's still healthy. But sort of that mid-October, kind of everybody's kind of ridden the wave of opening the season and, okay, what is my team this year? Are we 2-2? and Are we 4-0? and We're better than we thought. We're worse than we thought, but we're going to be okay. Are we switching quarterbacks? You start to ride that initial wave and then, bang, right here in October, you get reminded, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that Buff KC game from last year. Definitely one of the all-timers. You throw it in there in October. There's still a lot of good stuff to come, though. That's the beautiful part of this year's schedule. There's so many big games, so many must-see TV games. Kind of slotting that win in October, kind of tentpole for CBS right in the middle of the season and they still got a lot of good stuff to come afterwards.
5: Charlotte, the AFC West, they have 19 primetime wow. games. Mm-hmm. That's second most to the 2015 NFC East. We know that they have superstars. We know that they have players in that division, but how tough is it to spread that primetime love around when you're creating these primetime scheduled games?
7: This year, the West is actually super interesting. Obviously, a lot of the talents move West. We have some really young, exciting quarterbacks no in the AFC West and the NFC West. It's, it's a pretty fun division. But, you know, the interesting thing from a schedule perspective is when you look at the way that the schedule is constructed, all of those 4 o'clock home games have to be played at 4 p.m. They can't be played in our 1 o'clock window when they're playing at home. Good
4: point. So Brilliant. That's crazy. That's great yeah. I never so
7: you think about it and you're like, okay, the, the meat and the potatoes of the NFL is our 1 o'clock window on Sunday yep. afternoon. Yeah. But those home games cannot be played at 1 o'clock. They're played at 4 o'clock where we generally have kind of that marquee doubleheader game on CBS or Fox. You don't want to have something that's too strong opposing that so that you're kind of splitting mm. eyeballs across the country. So with the relative strength, we're trying to use those games strategically, putting them in prime, and also they're great games. We should be putting them in.
8: Prime. And who does the NFC West play in their crossover conference? The
7: NFC West.
8: So the West teams in. Both conferences are playing each other, so that's a whole extra. You weren't going to have a 10 a.m. of those late games. Not going to have a 10 a.m. kickoff, and all those West versus West games, not just within the division, but the interconference games now—Raiders, Rams, and Chargers, Niners—and all those have to find a good home too. So there's no doubt that was a big part of the process. The Rubik's Cube. Cube. How much do we love schedule making?
3: I love it. We're
8: fascinated every year. (laughs) I love this.
4: And then you guys want to start it after the season ends. And then I imagine how fun it must be when a Tom Brady retires and unretires, and a big <laughs> oh swing God. happens at the quarterback spot, like when Russell Wilson decided that he would not be returning to Seattle. You guys have to weigh all of that in the balance. So uh, let's look at this here. Why did you guys decide that Russ's first regular season game in that Broncos uniform, Broncos country, let's go, would be against the Seahawks and in primetime?
8: Yeah, that was another one that we looked at a lot of different homes for. It wasn't like, oh, we know for sure we're going to do that week one. Or we're going to do it on ESPN. Let's go.
4: Yeah,
8: Could be Sunday night, could be Monday night. We thought about it on Thursday night for a while. That one that needed to be in primetime, time, right? We needed a whole day's worth of reminder of what he meant to Seattle, all the success they it's had true. there.
5: It's so true.
8: You save that game for week 10 or so, and Now, obviously, the focus is on this season, right? And the Seahawks could be 10 and 0, and they're not really giving you know a hoot about Russell Wilson and how he's doing in Denver. They could be 0 and 10, heaven forbid, and they don't even want to celebrate Mm -hmm. anybody else's quarterback. So you do it nice and early, and Mm -hmm. you get an opportunity to just have the focus right there. You also, to a certain extent, get it out of the way. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know it's hanging over Russ's head. You know it's hanging <laughs> over the Seahawks' head. Let's do it week one. Let's celebrate it. Let's get it over with. And then let's play football. It's right for so many reasons. <laughs> it's
3: right for it so is, many And it's exciting. I like how Rich opened the show last night saying, the schedule maker's showing no chill with the Seattle Denver
8: thing. <laughs> week one. It was really funny and true. Buffalo Rams, we're going to be talking about for months now. Yeah. Yeah, leading up, you know, the Super Bowl champs and Josh Allen, one of our biggest superstars in that window. Yeah. And you bookend the weekend with that oh, Russ Wilson awesome. Returns and we got something to look forward to. All the while, still through the middle, you got the double-double header, where CBS mm-hmm. and Fox both yep. have 425 Eastern time games. We're going to run it back, same as we did last year, a Green Bay game on Fox, a KC game on CBS, mm-hmm. Dallas-Tampa, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all going to be watching that one. Yeah. And then the book end at the end. The great about week one. You and the crew did a great job.
4: The VP of NFL Broadcast Planning, Mike North, and NFL Director of Broadcasting, Charlie Carey, they are two people very much responsible for creating the 2022 NFL schedule that we are celebrating and breaking apart. Let's talk about the whip flash effect, right? Of Tom Brady's retirement, then soon to be unretirement. So Mike, I'll start with you. When he announced that, how do you change the trajectory of the Buccaneer schedule? Then he, you know, unretires, do you switch it back? What's the deal?
8: Yeah, both. I mean, honestly, when we started the process, he was retired. Tampa had a lot of really good games. They play Dallas, they play Green Bay, they play LA, they play Kansas City. We were gonna do something with those games anyway, right? Each of these two hundred and seventy two games are an asset. You know, they're an asset for our fans, right? They're not our assets. We're just a couple of drones from Sector 7G, you know, yeah. these are <laughs> these are our fans' assets, and we want them to be able to access them in a way that, you know, they get to see all the must-see TV, like you joked about. If we'd have put Buck KC in a 1 o'clock window on CBS, available in 14% of the country, yeah. while eight other games were going on, we're not doing our jobs. Mm-hmm. So all those Tampa Bay games, they were really good football games, and we would have done something with Kansas City, and when Tom Unretired, mm-hmm. the value of these assets rose. yeah, And so now we had to rethink, all right, well, how many were we going to put in primetime and where in the season? And do you want to do it early? Do you want to do it late? All of a sudden it was, okay, all systems stop. One of Howard Katz's favorite phrases, all systems stop. Everybody take a breath. Let's reassess. Let's analyze. He pulls his index cards out of his pocket where he keeps all his notes. And he says, all right, how about This one for Sunday night, this one for Monday night, this one for the doubleheader, let's do it again. And then Russell Wilson changes teams, do it again. Tyreek Hill changes teams, do it again. We're fans like everybody else. We watch Good Morning Football every day. What's the latest news and how's that going to change the value of each of these assets?
5: Tom Brady is literally the movie Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. He wakes up, mm-hmm. same song plan, another day, another game, another record. So he broke a record last year. So do you guys consider Tom Brady breaking a record when you're setting up a specific matchup?
7: Quite frankly, it goes it goes into a little bit of our thought process. It's something that we have in the background. I don't think that we lock games in of, ooh, we think he's going to break it week four this year. It actually ended up working out really well, and Mike, I think uh, you were there. What happened?
8: Thanks, Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> I was I was the game rep, uh, the broadcasting department. We make the schedule and then we go to the games in the fall, working with the TV networks, commercial timings, what did that announcer just say? What was that rule? What was that stat? I was the game rep in New England when Tom was going to break the passing yardage. <gasps> We spent the whole week preparing, we worked with the PR staffs, the football operations folks, referee Bill Vinovich. We had a whole plan for what happened when he broke the record. So fun. And we we had a little countdown clock, like we're counting down the New Years. He needs 48 yards, he needs 29 yards, he needs 17 yards. He needed 17 yards and he threw a pass for 16 and a half yards. And everybody kind of looked at each other. Is it on the 17 or the 18? Well, if it's on the 18, he still needs the yard. Is it on the 17? He just broke the record. Do we stop the game? Do we not stop the game? What are we going to (laughs) do? They put it on the 17 and a half yard line. I whiffed. We totally missed it. The moment passed. And then we went back and we were like, you know what? That was the record. We'd already run a play by then. Mm-hmm. Vinovich went in, got the ball, brought it over to Tom. We missed the moment. You can imagine Tom's reaction. He's like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Really <laughs> we yeah. spent a whole week preparing, and the game rep whiffed. So actually, we're looking for some new game reps. If you need a gig, <laughs> hey, we got an That's opening. We got an opening. OK,
4: what are the requirements? I didn't realize you guys did the schedule. and had Wow. To Pretty cool. It's that
5: is
8: yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Every Christmas. week, we're on the road. Poor Charlotte has spent more than one Christmas Eve in, where were you? Houston? Cincinnati?
7: Houston on Christmas. This Eve and yep. then Kansas City Christmas Day in the freezing rain, my mother-in-law's first game and she sat in the freezing rain game, and loved ah. it. Loved it. <laughs> loved it. Merry loved it. Christmas. That Peter, it's was one awesome. thing
4: to make the schedule show them and have them be mad, but when you have to be in that freezing rain game and those executives are like, you gave us this game. This is what happens. Right, <laughs> you right. Face right. the music with them. Yeah, so, we can make out. It. It's amazing. Future yeah,
6: vegetables. Yes. Alright guys, so I saw last night they had Matt LaFleur on on the NFL Network and they're going through the schedule. I'm looking at the schedule. They go to London and they don't have a bye afterwards. Is that mm. new? I see some international games where the byes used to be, no matter what, international game, then you're right on a bye. Right now, it looks like a few of these teams chose not to, or suggested maybe that we're good with that. We'd rather have a later in the season buy if possible.
7: Yeah, absolutely. You know what's interesting is when we first started going overseas, it definitely was a little bit of a new thing. Teams would go over like a week early. They'd want their buy after no matter what point in the season it was, and they kind of were getting used to it. At this point, it's definitely changed, and teams have gotten more com- comfortable. It's a little bit just like if you're, you know, the Giants, it's kind of almost like going to the West Coast, right? But the good thing All is right. if we play at 9.30 a.m., they get back in their building by about 2 a.m. on Monday morning. So at that point, do they really need their buy after, especially mm-hmm. if it's going to be in week four or five. Do you really want that early buy and have that whole long stretch now that especially we've expanded the season? So you'll see a lot of these early season international games. Teams are opting to not take their buy then, push it later That's in true. the season. And Hackers are week later.
6: 14, which is going to help mm-hmm. them get healthy and yep. get arrested. I think it's a smart decision.
3: Mm-hmm. At Good Morning Football, we have spies and one of our spies has reported to us that they were outside your office holding a glass against the door and that Mike, you in particular, were cursing the name Bad Bunny. Is (laughs) that true? And can you confirm that? What role did Bad Bunny Mm. play in the schedule making this year? Because I think it was a big one.
8: I'm a big Bad Bunny fan. (laughs) Who isn't? Um, (laughs) No, what's happened, uh, as you guys well know, with the (laughs) pandemic and everything, all the music tours kind of stopped. And now everybody's going out. Yeah. Right. Uh, to their credit, our teams and our stadium operators tried to shove a whole bunch of those tours into July and August mm. and get them in before our regular season hit. No favors to Blake Jones, who worked with us and was responsible for creating the preseason schedule. He had his hands full this year. But same for us. A couple of them dribbled into the regular season. Lady Gaga's out. Elton John's out. Bad Bunny. Ramstein's out. I know you're a big Ramstein. Oh, do host. Do uh, Haast. Haast. Um, <laughs> The challenge for us is the stadium operator says, i got to book this concert. There's revenue attached and, you know, the market wants to see it. The head coach of the team says, hey, wait a minute. I'm not volunteering to go on the road week one. Ah. So... It's this balancing act, as always, between trying to figure out what's fair, what isn't fair, what can we accommodate, what can't we, and what's the cost of it. All due respect to Elton John, if we'd have had one of these 119,000 schedules where it truly was our best schedule, and we were going to play over an Elton John request, he might have just had to find another night to play. Oh my gosh. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. That's right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we're Stip so, arm. we're yeah. so grateful f- to you guys for yeah. what you do. It yeah, is we incredible. Are. We'll never understand fully what it's like, but we are so appreciative and now it's time for football.
8: We're so lucky we get to work on this project. It is truly the coolest thing I've ever worked yeah, on. Absolutely. Uh, and we're really lucky to have a great team. Uh, mentioned Blake Jones working for Howard Katz. He's been doing this forever. Ani yeah. Bose helps us. Hans Schroeder helps us. Real shout out, honestly, also to our families, to our spouses. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. They take a brunt of this. The Unsung hero of the scheduling process, Charlotte's husband, Will. All right.
3: Okay. All right Bill, she has to
8: get so many you up texts uh. at like 11 o'clock at night. He handles them really, really well. <laughs> so awesome. all due respect to Will, uh, great guy. Good golfer, by the way. Yeah. When you're ready, yeah. he will yeah. turn your slice into a baby <laughs> I'm drawing ready. 15 minutes, wheel. man. You're ready. Say the word. Awesome. Um, I love it.
4: Thank you so much, Charlotte Carey and Will Carey, by the way. Shout out to him. Yep. Uh, to you, Mike North, and your spouse as well and just all your work.
6: Guys, wait. Brady just retired again. Sorry. Oh! oh.
4: Welcome back to Good Morning Football. It is my last day here, and six years is a long time. I have spent a lot of time right here at this breakfast table, and today I am truly just a pile of love and appreciation for it all. So I want to say a few things. Now, people all the time ask me the secret. To this show, fans, players, coaches, family, network executives trying to recreate this magic. What is it that makes GMFB work? And for years in interviews and elsewhere on the street at games, my answer has always been the same. It's just four people who really love football and fun. For years, I've been saying that. And for years, I have been lying. That is entirely untrue. Here's what it takes to make Good Morning Football what it is. Here's what it takes to make it work. You start with a British super producer with very little knowledge of the NFL and an idea. That's Michael Davies. Thank you, Michael, for your vision, your unrelenting commitment to making this happen with me. Then you need a force like Mark Quenzel. Thank you, Mark, for letting Good Morning Football be Good Morning Football. I know for a fact I would not have stayed at this table so long without your patience and support for our show. I love working for you. Thank you for the trust. Now, it also doesn't hurt to have your boss's approval. Commissioner Roger Goodell, one of our first guests on the show in 2016 in that shoebox studio on 59th Street, thank you for embracing this wildly unconventional morning show and thanks to the league office, the teams, the NFL owners who cheer us on and having fun with football. So, the key here is consistently buying That's what this show boils down to. It is really hard to do and it brings me to these guys because to do that you need a goof troop. (laughs) Kyle Brandt, you are a force. Now are you an absolute maniac? You are. But you are also (laughs) much more than the whip smart ball of energy everyone sees and falls in love with. This man is meticulous. He is dedicated to the details. This man refuses to settle even over small things because he wants the show to be the best. He executes. Kyle defines a saying that I aspire to be. Do boldly what you do at all. You never mail it in and thank you for demanding everyone's best. Thank you. Peter Schrager, Mm -hmm. our editorial compass... You love the NFL more than anyone I know, and you know it better than anyone I know. You are truly one of a kind. Your passion literally is in the driver's seat of the show. I cannot count the number of times I have sat here, something happens, and I lean on you and look at you at a sticky spot, and you are always there wide open to catch everything I throw your way. And the next person that sits here is really lucky to have you as that lifeline across the table. Thanks, Kay. And Nate Burleson, who I wrote this before I knew you were going to be here today. I I still wanted to say, obviously, thanks because we feel... Feel your presence here. We miss you every day, and it feels like you didn't leave. You are the ultimate teammate. I couldn't love you more, and you were the most likable person that I've ever met. I don't think I think any of us have ever met this show. All the things I said are fine. None of it would have worked without you. Not literally, none of it. You made it all work you can do it all, and that seat's been empty for a while, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. understand why. Appreciate mm-hmm. you, Um, So our show is magic because of this and the uniqueness and compassion of a Will Selva, the mm-hmm. talent and patience of Matthew Hamilton, my absolute touchstone and best friend, the untiring line of producers over the years, Ziplo especially because he has been here with us since the beginning, all of our editors, Anthony, our director, Ben Henschel's optimism, Vicky's art, Craig, who deals with me and grounds me, you poor man, you know how to deal <laughs> with me, Tim Brown, who's been such a huge part of this from the beginning, line producers Mark Grillo, Jeff Wheatley, the voices in my ear who I choose to ignore every day, but somehow they <laughs> still don't quit on me. Shara and Jessica, who have saved my butt more times than I can count. Miami Mike, of Yeah. Both. Our oh, NFL yeah. Films family, our entire staff, Embassy Row, our crew here at SNY, who I will miss so much and love dearly. You guys know who you are, and I love you. And we'll celebrate after this, and you'll be carrying me out of a bar somewhere in lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Our entire staff, past and present and future. The show goes on. The sentiment of the show does. Not end, And thanks to the NFL fans who choose us. I am so blown away by the love, like overwhelmed. So thank you so much. So you see, it's not for people who love football or fun. It was never that. It's this perfect conflation of magic. So thank you to every person that's ever touched this show or chosen to spend time with us. And I just, I'm really grateful. And I don't know the answers to where I'm going or what I'm doing or when you'll see me next, but I really just have deep gratitude. So thank you guys.
3: Thank you, Kay. That was really, really
5: well said. Well said.
4: We just, we've been through a lot. In we've been this through show. a lot.
5: Um, and now it's our turn, and we want to share our thoughts on what makes you special. Kay, I grew up in a household with all boys. Had four brothers my entire life. Meeting you initially, you were my coworker, my friend, and I quickly realized you were more like a sister to me. So I've been very protective over you and the work that you have done. And I've always stood by your side and made sure people understood how good you are and how much work you put in. It's not easy to do this show, especially the way that we came in as strangers. We were all trying to figure it out, hit the ground running. There's something very beautiful about seeing someone learning on the fly and then learning to fly. I saw you spread your wings, and it was incredible. You didn't just impact the NFL world. You made an impact outside the studio. So whatever you do next, you're going to be good at it, damn good at it. And like I told you in the text message, I always got your back. I know. Just like I said from day
3: one. Thank you. That's really well said, Nate. I've been thinking a lot about this. I think part of what we do here, part of what comes with what we do here, is that we get asked by viewers and fans and tweeters and coaches and executives, so uh, do you guys all hang out all the time? Like, are you guys best friends? And the answer is no. We we somehow, we pull it off, you know? Okay, I'm not your best friend, you're not my best friend, and yet I think it's very special what happens right here. Not on the street, in the hallway, here. And there's one thing in particular that I will always really smile about. There's a thing that happens on our side of the table. (laughs) when there's an oh crap moment where maybe it's a guest who's uh, a little bit weird or it goes awry <laughs> and you and I like shoot or something like what the yeah. hell is this guy talking about or sometimes it's a guest host who like isn't necessarily going to be a fit yeah. and there's a sort of battle stations uh, unspoken chemistry over here about like we'll get through this you gotta
4: hold it down yes
3: and I think that's very rare and I'm laughing just thinking about it it's a very specific thing that happens and I hope that I have that with whoever is next I don't know if I will and I hope that you have that with whatever is next it's the thing that I will always remember about an unspoken thing on this side of the table, and that when we sat down here, we made it work, and um, I'm very, very grateful for that, and I'm grateful for your time
4: here. Me too. Thank you, Kyle.
3: You're welcome. I'm getting very emotional right now. I see you're getting
6: it's emotional. Quite, I know.
4: I'm sorry. Uh, Actually, to I'm...
6: Kyle's point, my camera's right here, but Kay, lean in a little bit so everyone knows.
4: Hi. Kay,
6: even more, even more. than in need the to shot, see. That is what I see every day, <laughs> so if you're watching at home, I'm staring at a camera in one eye, but I've got Kay in my other eye, and you keep me on time, on Target, and there's this great bond that we have across the table as we always have looked at each other. My son was born on October 26, yep. 2016. We, it happened. My wife went into labor while we were on the show. Nate and Kyle were not in the segment. It was, it was and you, you and me for the rest of my life. We will have that, but we will also have the last six years. Uh-huh. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are going to be incredible with whatever you do. And I just hope that this room and this show is always a warm and welcome place and you feel free to come back as often and as many times as you want because you built this thing and we are forever grateful.
4: I will. And I love you guys. And Nate, I can't, it means so much to just us. There's this thing, we don't have to even speak about it what this show, the sacrifices everybody makes and the cost of what it is to what we get out of it. And it's always exceeded the cost and the sacrifice. And I love that you're back here here today and I love that this entire crew is uh, behind us this amazing stage crew at SNY our third studio my agent Josh Levy is here who showed up on this special day it's incredible so thanks to everyone involved and I don't want to talk anymore I just want to cry so somebody talk
5: (laughs) well listen you know playing in the NFL for 11 years I didn't realize how much I craved the locker room Mm -hmm. I wanted desperately to be part of a team and I didn't know that sometimes I battled with it that night just staring at the wall feeling empty and (laughs) stuff. I signed on to do the show I found that feeling. Yeah. And you were the quarterback. Do you
4: like making me cry? Is that like I'm just you,
5: keeping it real. Is
4: it something you enjoy? Or are you like hey. is there like a DraftKings <laughs> situation?
5: I love you girl I love you.
4: Everybody give it up out. for get Adams! That's crazy. You like do it on purpose. Just I'm just it being out. real. Oh from your heart. Hey. Hey. Woo I can't
3: believe Peter was okay that's with someone.